reading. Okay, so last night, or last week, I was sick. I was coughing all over everything. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just have to get this off my chest. I was coughing all over everything. I didn't have time to clean anything in the studio at all. It was a complete shit show, okay? I get in maybe a few days ago, and Trina, as you know, is the makeup artist at the studio here. She makes sure we look all nice, so after we get out of the studio, all the people lining up for autographs and whatnot, they they don't see any blemishes on her face or anything like that. And I get in, and she's sick. She's sick, okay? I People are wondering how this happened. She never gets sick in her life. She's like Bruce Willis and Unbreakable. She's sick. She's got something bad, okay? I fear... I'm fearful now that they'll find out that it was me. And the la- last podcast is live. So if they listen to that hopefully they don't i've blocked that i've blocked all of the executives from seeing that i know their ip addresses they're blocked so she's not there we don't get her makeup done we get out of the studio there's like three people there waiting for us i have this zit on my face they see me and laugh it's not been a good week i'm in a rough spot right now i don't feel good but I'm going to try to carry on. And that's all I'm going to say. If anyone knows any higher-ups of the studio, please do not tell them that I was sick and coughing on everything. The mouse, the keyboard. I couldn't help myself. I had to cough on something other than my clothes. didn't want them getting dirty because I care about my clothes so much. That That's it. We can talk about uh, you know the movie now. But that's there. You know it. I know you guys. I know you won't tell on me. Please don't. And, you know, we'll we'll get more episodes out in... It's not a bribe, but just don't tell anyone. And we'll keep making the show. That's it. Okay, very cool. I'm glad that uh, you got that out there. And we can all sober uh, deal with that. Yeah. Um, so today... T- uh, today we're talking about Ed Wood. Ed Wood! Uh, which is well, not the man Edward, the film Edward. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being the 1994 biopic directed by Mr. Burton himself, titled Edward. Titled Edward. About Edward. About infamous cult filmmaker, or maybe just famous, depends who you ask. Yeah. Uh, Edward. Edward. J. Wood. Junior. Edward Jr. Wood? Yeah. Starring Johnny Depp. Oh, he had a Jr. Wood, all right. <laughs> uh, and it stars Johnny Depp and Bill Murray. And God bless him. Sarah Jessica Parker and Patricia Arquette and all the other actors and actresses that your mom likes. <laughs> this is a film... That has gone on to have a cult following, I would say. Yeah. This movie bombed at the box office. Hard. 18 million budget, right? So here's a lesson in budgets for you that I learned off YouTube. Budgets, whatever they tell you the budget is, double that. Yeah, because you have advertisement and whatnot. Because there's advertising. So if they say, you know, Avengers Endgame is like $300 million, 
That's 600. And they're advertising that shit hard. That's just going hard. They're getting Super Bowl space. They're getting, like, billboards, buses. Yeah. They're, they're paying a lot. So Ed Wood presumably probably had terrible marketing, but they probably still spend money on it. I mean, if you watch the trailer, the trailer is your typical crappy 90s trailer where just, like, and then he made the biggest mistake of his life. From legendary director Tim Burton of Batman <laughs> and <coughs> Batman <coughs> Returns comes a motion picture that will shock and awe you. Yeah, I, I hated those. Like, whenever I watch a DVD now or it's VHS. Comfy. Let's skip that. It's comfy. No, they're terrible. Terrible ads. Terrible trailers. What did you think of the oh, movie? Oh, and the trailers are good now? Yeah. No. You got some you still got some decent ones. Name the name a good one in the last uh year. Ghostbusters. Mm, try again. Well, you asked the one I gave you one. Well, I'll try a different one that is uh, that satisfies my criteria. A decent I, trailer? The, a good the trailer. The knives out. A good tra- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Which one? All of them, they're all great. No, I don't know about that. Well, whatever. Anyways. I don't know about that. What do you think about the movie? Uh, it's a big We're getting a lot of bags here. Really? Okay. We're putting bags. It's getting like, you know, Well, don't, you know, keep the, I'm just telling you. This is just my impression. It's getting bags. All right, I don't think I'll be gi- I don't think I'll be giving it as many bags as you are. I liked the movie, uh, although I think that it had some some issues. Uh, what movie doesn't have issues? This one had a, a few too many for my liking. Oh, I see. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing with this movie. Okay, yeah. is that it's I watch a lot of biopics. Yeah, because I like them. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. The biopic, it's not that hard, but people think it's hard. The biopic is take a person. This is how you make a good biopic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Create a rough story out of a section of a person's life. Yeah. And just play up everybody as movie characters. Okay. You know, and I mean, you know, th- that really is not the best advice because that doesn't work for everything. Like. If you want a real stinker, watch Bohemian Rhapsody. This movie's a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, that movie fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's it's bad on, on several fronts. What The reason it's bad, and it's not just because it's historically inaccurate, because every biopic to a degree is inaccurate. It's just, you have to think about what you want. Because when you approach a biopic, people... With the exception of Ed Wood, they kind of know the person that the movie is about. Yeah. And they want to see the interesting stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So Ed Wood does that well because you get to see – you get a good insight into the kind of man who would make such films as Plan 9 and Glenn and Glenda Mm -hmm. and Bride of the Monster – originally titled Bride of the Atom mm-hmm. and such like that. So I joined the film quite a bit. It's a tour de force, as they say. Okay. Yeah, this movie bombed at the office. It's in black and white. 
which a lot of a lot of people nowadays are kind of babies and they're goo goo gaga. I need my kawa, give me my kawa movie. I can't yeah. even think of well, there was Roma uh, last year actually or two years ago. Um, other than that, I don't. I, s- I don't see a lot of black and white. There was like the artist or whatever, but mm-hmm. shit, that shit won Best Picture and nobody even remembers that movie. <laughs> so. Uh, well, there they have it. And it's about someone that a lot of people didn't know about. Like, it's so niche. And, not, and you said it best earlier when you said that a lot of people wouldn't know about Ed Wood if it wasn't for this movie. So I, d- I don't really know whose idea it was to make this movie about someone that nobody gives a shit about, really. Well, the thing is... He was, I guess it was, it's kind of an inside baseball movie where if you're, if you liked film, you probably knew. Yeah. It's like if you're into, mm, unless you're into music, like you probably don't know who, like you probably don't know who Brian Eno is. Mm -hmm. Or if you're into comics, if you're not into comics, you probably don't know who, you probably don't know who Jack Kirby is. Right. But I still go see Jack Kirby movie. I guess I, d- I actually don't know the rationale. I guess they wanted they f- they believed in the script, um, which is mis which was misguided, obviously. Mm-hmm. Disney, because it was at Columbia, and then they said we don't want a black and white movie, and then they said no, <laughs> and then they said okay, then we're not releasing it, and then Disney picked it up. Yeah. So. I mean, Disney has money to lose anyway, so it's not like that was a, even a big hit for them, really. Uh, I'm sure Solo was a bigger hit for them or something like that. For money? Yeah, probably. Um. Anyway, so I'm just going to jump into some of the things that I didn't really like about this movie. Okay. Um. There's a character in the movie that's played by Bill Murray. I'm going to get this off my chest right away. Um. Bill Murray plays this character who adds absolutely nothing to the overall story. And he just kind of appears in scenes just to say funny lines about wanting to be a woman and then fucks off. And now this is the this is the you know, this is the plight of the of the biopic is that there's per- certain people in a person's life in a famous person's life that have to be there but don't necessarily fit the type of story you're doing because you're doing one type of story. I don't think it. so. Like if you think about the social network, was there a character that was just there? No, and that's the fantastic movie. And, you know, like, you know, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Was there any character that was just there? Like, no, everyone who is prominent is prominent for a reason. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what I want from a biopic. Like, I don't think Bill Murray has a reason, really. I I agree. I think his I think his character is. And, and, you know, initially I thought I'd be more pissed than I was because I hate Bill Murray. Yeah. Because he's lazy. He is. He's a lazy actor. Yeah, I actually you lo- you liked his role in this movie, but I thought it was pretty lazy. It was like lazy. I would give it like a five out of ten in terms of a it performance. It was like it was like it was just nice to see Bill Murray be not be like the uh, super awesome smug guy who's like, <laughs> this guy doesn't have a dick. <laughs> 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 or in Zombie Land, where he's like, oh look at me in my mansion. That was and so funny. And you're like, oh, yeah, damn, that's crazy, bro. That was crazy. This time he's just playing like a – he's he's kind of playing a down-on-his-luck character, and he's and he's trying to be a little bit – he's not a schlu- – he's not schmucky. He's like 
tried to be like a very uptight mm-hmm. feminine type of person. I don't know. This is Bill Murray at his most tol- tolerable for me. For you, yeah. And maybe it's because he was tangential tangential to the actual story, and we just saw him for like two minutes every thirty minutes, and then he would he would go away. Yeah. But yeah, his bunny Brecker Breckenridge, who was a real life drag queen and was the super emperor in Plan Nine. Yeah. I guess they figured that they had to have him, and as such, he doesn't play much of a role in the story. Even like the Criswell guy is is more involved in the story. The what guy? Criswell, the psychic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just w- it's weird, and it almost makes me think like, how much time did Bill Murray have on the set? Because like Criswell was in every scene. Like for example, after they recruit Criswell, yeah, he's like there. Like in the on the set mm-hmm. and at the parties and stuff. Yeah. But then Bill Murray, he comes and, and goes, disappears. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they were like, here, like we'll give you, like if this was like a a vanity role. I'm not sure what the situation here was. It, and if you watch a trailer, they say starring like in the m- main cast, mo- most of the main cast, and Bill Murray. Yeah. And he's not in this movie for anything, and he doesn't even play an important role. So I think it's a vanity thing. I suppose. Uh, I don't really mind. It's a superfluous character, and it's entertaining enough that I can let it slide. Okay. What else did you not like? This is a big one, so I'm going to work it up for people who I guess who haven't seen the movie. But in this movie, Edward is trying to make a name for himself, and he runs into... By accident, he runs into Bella Lugosi. Did I say that right? Yeah. Who played the original, or not the original, but the most iconic version of Dracula, the one that you think of when you think of Dracula. He has that. Is that a Romanian accent? The one I ripped my my stupid intro from. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Romanian. Yeah, he like th- that guy. He runs into him when he's leaving. What what was he leaving? Oh, uh, some Hollywood set that he was just taking a plant from or something. I don't even. He was just walking by a uh, mortuary, and Bella Lugosi was in there testing out coffins. Yeah, and then he drives them home or something, and they become friends. But Bella Lugosi's character in this movie is very broken. It's really interesting to me his character because it shows this. Hollywood or who someone who was a big star in Hollywood he was he's played one of the most iconic horror movie characters ever and then we find him addicted to morphine shooting that junk up in his arms every day and doped up doped up and everyone always says in this movie like multiple happens multiple times they're like wait he's still alive yeah, like that's kind of a that's like a running joke in the movies. People go, "Are you still alive?" And they go, "Yeah," and we want him in the movie. Yeah, and it it's fun. It's funny and sad at the same time in the movie when they say that because he's such a big star, and Hollywood is so fast that they're just like, "Who?" Yeah, who L- is that? Like they treat him as an established actor that people know, but it's sort of. You know, it's like, it's it's right, and I th- and I, g- you're right. I think the whole point is just to show that you know, fame is, is ephemeral. It passes, and it it's kind of like what's his name, Orlando Bloom. 
if you say in 10 years, like, oh, we want Orlando Bloom in our movie, people can be like, who? Where, what's that guy up to right now? I haven't seen we him checked yet. a while ago, and he was in some shitty movie that no one's heard of ever in their life, probably. And he, he was Legolas, and now we'd be like, oh, we want Orlando Bloom in our movie. And like, yeah, it was Legolas like four years ago, so it's not too bad. Yeah, but that was in a piss fucking franchise. But anyways. Why still? <laughs> anyways, it's just sad. Or just, yeah, yeah, I guess sad seeing this character and his kind of downfall. Uh, he's also really funny, but I'll, I can get into that later. Um but my problem is, is that he's so interesting to me that Ed Wood becomes uninteresting by comparison. And that's who the movie is about. Because Ed Wood, I don't really care about his story. The thing with Ed Wood is that his story is, and that's actually what another thing I like about the film, is that <coughs> you don't really need to have that interesting of a story to make a good biopic. Because when you boil it down... Ed Wood was just a, like a hilariously delusional man making shitty movies, mm-hmm. and the process of that that's shown on film is entertaining, and not just because it's like inherently entertaining, but just in the way it's presented is really good. Like I'm sure if we saw actual videos of Edward making movies, it wouldn't be that funny, but the movie pulls it off with with sort of a clever touch that I think makes it very easy to watch. I don't know. I just found. Like, when he's, you know, the title character, every time Bella was on screen, I was kind of just drawn towards him. And there's a scene uh, about, like, two-thirds of the way through where they're shooting outside. And Bella's like, I'm so tired. You just go shoot on without me, and I'll come join you guys later. And then Edward goes and does his thing. And then Bella shoots up morphine in his arm and then goes and joins them. And they're in this little kiddie pool that Edward is trying to pass off as a river. And they have this octopus um, prop that they stole that they don't have the motor for. So it's just uh, immobile. And then he's just like, Edward says to Bella, just kind of rustle it around. And I look like he's killing you. And look like he's killing you. And Bella reluctantly goes in this, I'm assuming, cold ass water. And rustles him around. And he's like, you know why I passed up on Frankenstein? And then Edward starts talking over him. And I'm like, I want, I don't care, Ed. Ed Eddie, please, Look, shut it. You have to understand that they could have made a Bella Lugosi movie. Okay, yeah. But then it wouldn't be a comedy. No, because he's fun. he's funny when he's on screen, too, sometimes. Edward? Bella Lugosi. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's hilarious. Um, but I think th- I think the movie is uniquely suited to have Ed and Bella as a sort of duo because the thing with Bella is that it's like you know he's all down in the dumps and his life is shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you kind of have to con and 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 that's kind of a contrast is that he's in he's successful. Right? Yeah. Uh, whereas Ed Wood is just a broke bum loser and he's and he's happy as hell. Yeah, and it's just sort of, it's a and it's a nice buddy, it's buddy comedy sort of scenario between the two of them, and I think they have great chemistry. I think so too. Um, another issue, and this is kind of the last big one, and then we can just get into straight positives, because uh, we do need a win after Silent Night, Deadly Night Part One and Two, and the Holiday Special. Uh, yeah. Godspeed to those movies. Is that 
uh, Ed Wood breaks up with his first girlfriend. He, she, his first girlfriend, played by Jessica, or what's her name, Sarah Jessica Parker, is fed up with Edward uh, because he makes piss movies and steals her clothes to dress in them. And let me tell you, folks, Sarah Jessica Parker is a stunner in this movie. My God, what a woman. Okay. And so you guys want another late night bachelor pick after silent night deadly night <laughs> one and two you make that a triple feature with ed wood and you're gonna be on cloud nine yeah they'll tie in very nicely to one another yeah you know what it's all gonna it's all gonna come together <laughs> you know what i'm saying sarah jessica parker's character is sick and tired of ed wood stealing her clothes because he's a transvestite which was a very it was a point very up front and center in this movie and he makes terrible movies, so she freaks out and says, I'm leaving you, fuck you, and goes. And then, eventually, Edward finds another lover, and I find her, the lady that plays the second girlfriend. Patricia Arquette, famed actress uh, Patricia Arquette. Uh, she's terrible. Award, Academy Award winning. Terrible. I forget what line she said, but she said one line that was so bad, I, I like, was taken aback. Like, I needed a moment to catch my breath wet <laughs> i don't know it was one of the first lines that she said but i, I was gonna tell you to pause it because i needed a second is that when she goes so you don't like sex with girls no that's a great line that's really funny uh it was it was when they were in the hospital oh i see because yeah. B- bella Lugosi gets or checks himself into this uh re- rehabilitation clinic one of those classic 50s rehabilitation clinics where they just strap you down the sanitarium and say stop being addicted and in the night you just go ah ah and they say shut up great rehabilitation i i long for those days so thoughtful and so empathetic i love it anyways <laughs> um just great just great medicinal practice uh, so yeah the second girlfriend she was terrible and i hated every second that she was on the screen because she just sucked so bad and she was terrible Uh, shame on her and shame on everyone who worked on this movie for letting that slide well it's weird because you know and just shame (laughs) because sarah jessica parker walks on the screen and like it's just you like wow like unbelievable just everything and then and then and then patricia arquette comes on screen and her character is just kind of devoid of any life. She's just kind of a really passive girlfriend to Edward. Uh, and then she's not very interesting, whereas Dolores has, uh, like, ambition and yeah. motivation and character. Mm. Um, also played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Wow. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, but you're right. I d- it's weird. It was weird because I didn't even... Like, I was like, hmm, I think I know her, but she lo- she looks really different than she does now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she, Kathy is a weak point in the film in terms of the acting, which is uh, only t- to me the only noticeably weak component of the film acting wise, I would say. Yeah. Do you want to get you want to get into some things that you like? Uh, I like the whole movie, so. All right, well, that doesn't help. I'll, I'll start us off, buddy. Don't worry. So. <laughs> I really like the cinematography in this movie. Uh, They really do black and white right in this. Not all the time. Not as 
great as I think Eraserhead does, which is another black and white movie that we'll be looking at next week. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, keep keep on coming on. Keep on trucking. Keep on rocking in the free world. Yep. And anyways, they do it really. R- they do it right. There's a lot of great shots where it's either backlit or it's lit up front. Like there's this one scene where uh, Ed Wood goes to Bella's house because Bella calls him in the night to come give him morphine or something and edward goes there and he's like he has his gun out and he's gonna kill he's like i'm gonna kill myself i'm gonna bella says i'm gonna kill myself and edward kind of fights with them and then they the lighting is just they shine uh, i guess like a flashlight almost on their faces and that they light the characters up like they would in in uh in a horror movie there's a lot of artistic choices that they make with the lighting that isn't like how it would naturally be but it were it looks really nice i don't know what do you think no i agree it, there's a lot of inspired shots it's very much uh it's got a very much of a um sort of every frame a painting vibe where you can grab a bunch of stills and use them as your wallpaper for your desktop type of deal and that's not derogatory i'm just saying like there's a lot of uh interesting flashy shots in this one yeah uh it's a good and it's a it i think the direction by tim burton in this one is superb it's probably one of my i think one of his most impressive directorial efforts i actually don't think like like for example batman 89 i don't think that's a that great that i don't think that's very well directed no anything like that that's a fine movie but this is this is um tim burton i think at his at his most, I don't know, like creatively potent, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was one scene I I had to get you to look up if it was real where. Edward is sick and tired of he he's shooting Plan Nine from outer space, and it's funded by this church, uh, because one of the higher ups of the church is his landlord. Landlord comes over, says, oh, yeah, we're thinking of making a, well, he, he's asking for rent money, which Edward doesn't have because he was a piece of shit director. And he said, <laughs> what the fuck? well, you know, we're trying to make it some movies at the church, but we don't have enough money. And he said, well, if you fund my movie, it's going to be, a, you know, if you do something easy like a sci-fi, that that's how you get the money. And then you can fund a 100 commandment movies. And the you know the guy says okay well we'll make a movie I guess with you, grave robbers from outer space. Yep, but they had to change that to Plan Nine from outer space because they thought grave robbery grave robbers from outer space was a bit too uh, obscene. Sacrilegious. Yeah, so they're on set shooting and everyone's uh, rightfully telling Edward that he has no clue what he's doing, so he leaves in his drag and goes to a bar and he sees Orson Welles, and. It it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it's so interesting seeing this infamously bad director mashed up with someone who has put out arguably one of the greatest films of all time, Citizen Kane. And they both kind of have the same woes. Like Ed was like, you know, my producers are telling me how to make my movie and, Orson Welles goes like, "Yeah, mine too. It's you know, it's a pain in the ass." And I had to, I had to get you to look up if this was real or not. Turns out it wasn't, 
and it's very easy like as soon as i after that scene was done um i was i like i knew that <laughs> was not a real scene yeah i thought it just because of how perfect it was like it was too good to be true yeah and there's just two and it's just and i and i my idea was that it was just like one of every kid's delusions uh like at the time or whatever but but uh no it's uh vincent d'onofrio for those who don't know he does a pretty good job he doesn't actually voice uh orson wells in that it's somebody else doing it. oh really yeah i guess he couldn't get the right voice but the the voice and he looks like him and the voice sounds right too he does but if you've ever seen like have you ever seen daredevil or no. Jurassic. Have you seen Jurassic World? Yep. You know how he talks. He's just kind of like a. Who is he? I I put Jurassic World out of my mind. Jurassic World. He's just like sorry that Vincent D'Onofrio does it. Does it on the two things I know him in, but he's just like the asshole guy who's like, yeah, we gotta use a Velociraptor. Oh really? The, uh, military. It's him. Oh my god. And they're like, no, and he's like, well, <laughs> we're doing it anyway. That's rough. Anyway, but that's it. yeah, that is a good scene. Um, and it, in retrospect, every scene where Edward goes to his bar is is depressing because he spiraled into alcoholism in real life. And you know, it's I, it's funny because I thought his bar hopping was just kind of like, you know, that's what people do in the fifties mm-hmm. they go to the bar and smoke. But it's like no, actually, this man is uh spiraling into addiction to cope with his lack of success. So that was kind of epic. That was kind of epic. Uh, R.I.P. Mr. Wood. Yeah, whatever. Um, the other thing that we have to keep in mind is that for some reason Luke doesn't like Edward as a person. I think he saw Plan Nine when he was young, and I saw Plan Nine like a couple of years ago, and I remember every. I, there's like they mentioned in Seinfeld as one of the worst shows of all time. Like that's how infamous Plan Nine from Outer Space is, and I was like, man, this is gonna be so fun to watch gonna be hilarious because i love watching so bad they're good movies and they put on plan nine from outer space and i was like wow this is really boring it's just a shitty movie well was it like shitty shitty like rated out of 10 it's a it, i mean it's a one out of 10 movie it sucks and it's but it's not fun to watch it's just oh it's incompetent well, maybe that's what people mean when it's the worst movie ever. Like, this movie is just the worst. If you go watch. on the Rotten Tomatoes page for Plan 9 from Outer Space, in the synopsis, in the little thing, it, it says, The King of So Bad It's Good Cinema or something like that. Classic. Well, well, we will be reviewing it at some point. And also, on the Wikipedia page for Ed Wood, it says, uh, I'm pretty sure it says something like, he's the, the king of... Uh, of cult movies? Fuck no. No, he's not. Who's w- the king of cult movies? I would give that crown to Sam Raimi in a heartbeat. For just Evil Dead? No, Evil Dead and Spider-Man. And uh, his go? his other horror movie that came out Look. in 20... Oh, God, I forget. Look, Spider-Man got disqualified after it made a d- when Injustice for Inflation a billion dollars at the box office. No, it has so many good quotables. People love that movie. Sam Raimi is probably my pick. Fuck Ed Wood. So when I say I don't care about Ed Wood at all, you know that when I say this movie is good, I mean that shit. I like the... uh, I I mean, like, I haven't seen any of his films, but I've been meaning to see this movie for a while, so Ed Wood's kind of been living rent-free in my mind the past Mm. few years. 
but it, I think it's just interesting just to see a man who so wholeheartedly believes in what he's doing and it's so terrible. Yeah. And that's just really the appeal of Edward is like, and that, and he's like the Hebrew wacky character. Mm-hmm. And that's just the appeal of him. It's just a weird guy who makes a lot of garbage and he's happy to do it. Yeah. Because there's like, there's bad directors, but you know, they don't make outlandish stuff like he does. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like Yui Bull just makes movies that are terrible. Yeah, but Yui Bull is fucking hilarious. On his letterbox. On his letterbox, and then he fought his critics in a like, fist fight yeah, match like, and kicked their ass. Like I'm not watching the Yui Bull movie where he's like typing on his computer and. Rubber Man or whatever the fuck to stay home. Tomlinson, man. If you get the chance, look up Yui Bull because he deleted his page. But you can still find screenshots if you, you look around. If you want a quick one, uh, the YouTube channel, I Hate Everything, he did, like, a review of the letterbox of Yui yeah, Bull. Yeah, yeah, So that's kind of a highlight reel if you want to look at that. Just look up Endgame Yui Bull uh, <laughs> review. Or Infinity War. They're so They're funny. Good. Uh, that guy is, I don't know, that guy's up to something. So good. Um. Anyways... So, yeah, uh, I like the cinematography a whole lot. I think Johnny Depp does a really good job playing Ed Wood. We looked up clips before the show of Ed Wood talking, and he, he matches his voice pretty well. And I we couldn't find any interviews of, like, Ed Wood at all because probably nobody cared about him at the time. No, like, he's like, yeah. Like, if you think about it, he would just, like, a guy making shitty super low-budget movies, so... Especially in the time in the fifties when you have to have you film your own, like if you're interviewing Ed Wood, like where are you showing that? Yeah, exactly. Nobody's interviewing Ed Wood. It's 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 interesting to me though that like two years after his death, he was already considered like the worst director ever. Yeah. So I mean, he must have had some infamy in his lifetime of like this guy is a real, a real Joker. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I think Johnny uh, Johnny Depp did a good job playing him. Uh, very charismatic, and he he just has so many funny lines too. Like when his second girlfriend he on on the first date, this is ambitious of Ed Wood. If this is real, on his first date with uh, his second girlfriend, they go into this house of horrors, or at a carnival, and the cart gets stopped, and he says, "There's something I need to tell you, that I don't tell any." That I don't tell just anybody. And I like to dress in girls' clothing. And she goes, so you don't like to have sex with girls? And he goes, no, I love to have sex with girls. Wearing women's clothes makes me feel closer to them. And just how he says that line, it's like a five-year-old. Like, I, yeah. I like no, I love sex with girls. <laughs> um, And then he's like, is that okay? And she's like, okay. That actually kind of pissed me off a little bit, and I was like, "This is the woman you're marrying, Ed." Like you tell. I didn't. She didn't say. I don't think she was. She did. She said it. Like she smiles after, but she's like, "Okay." I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't catch that. I thought she was being really supportive of him. No. And there's a good (laughs) line at the beginning where he's talking with this kind of B tier producer. 
and he wants to make this movie Glenn or Glenda. Or what was that the original title, Glenn or Glenda? No, the original title was I Changed My Sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just kind of like this exploitation uh, producer. He just makes exploit movies. And Ed really wants a part, and he says, I have insider knowledge that will help me get this part. And he wants to talk to the producer in person. They talk in person, and he says, like, what, what, what was this thing that made you so special and he said well i like to dress in women's clothes and he goes are you a fruit and i don't know just like 50s slang for gay people and just like this old timey uh, this old time where people would just just have all these silly names for gay people just because someone put on girls clothing and he was like taken aback by it just so funny to someone living in 2019 now the producer didn't even care it's 2020 or 2020. Whoops. Yeah, yeah. And producer didn't even care. He's just like, whatever. Just make my movie and shut up. Like, whatever. But he's like, are you a fruit? And he's like, no, I love having sex with girls. And he goes, so you're not a fruit? You know, Edward is, for a man who loves to have sex with girls, he seems to need to assert. I love it. How much he loves I love sex it. with girls. It's, be- it's the best thing ever. No, no, no. I can't, I get, lo- enou- I can't get enough of it. No, no, no. I, lo- I love it. <laughs> no, guys. Uh, seriously. <laughs> I don't know, just all those lines that he <coughs> has where he's talking about, like, women's clothes is so funny. Eddie, what a character. I mean, the transvestite fixation that the movie has is um, arguably overstated. I think so, too. I was going to say that, but like I didn't know if you like would agree with me. But it's kind of like a footnote in his life, really. I mean, well, it's okay. It's it's less of a footnote when you consider that he made this movie that's basically autobiographical yeah. about him. And apparently, Glenn or Glenda is also considered one of the worst movies ever made alongside Plan Nine. I don't. Th- it has like a f- yeah fifty percent or so on Rotten Tomatoes. If you go so on the Wikipedia for a list of the films considered the worst, yeah, Glenn or Glenda's on there. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Apparently, Glenn or Glenda is terrible too, but. And I guess that's the big thing. But, yeah, it's really like this guy sometimes dresses in women's clothes. And that's it. Obviously, that would be a big deal in the 50s, especially since Edward would have been right. relatively famous. Yeah. But other than that, it was... Uh, it overstays its welcome a little a little too long, I think. It's like, I, f- <laughs> I honestly, I think if this movie was made now, it wouldn't have that kind of... Uh, because the movie came out in 94, so that was 26 years ago. If the movie came out now, it would not have that. It would not have that sort of treatment of the transvestism. No, because people would be like, "So what? Who f- who cares?" It's, but yeah, but that's like a big selling point of the movie because it's in the trailers and it's like, yeah, whoa, so wacky. This guy wears pumps and <laughs> bras. Ooh, ooh, and he, yeah, and like. I don't they they say it like once but I thought it was kind of he was like my mom forced me to wear this and they said it as like a throwaway line he's like yeah my mom forced me to wear these as a kid so now I just do it all the time and I was like oh okay uh okay oh, nothing else to that all right nothing to expand there all right and then it's just haha he's wearing a a bra we get a nice scene of him belly dancing yeah uh, didn't know if I needed to see that. <laughs> I didn't know if the people in the scene knew that it was him or if they thought that it was an actual woman. They knew it was him. 
like a biological woman. I didn't. I no, didn't they know like they knew it was him. Okay. Um, and that's why that's why in that scene when that's the scene where Dolores leaves him, she's pissed because yeah. they're all laughing and going, "Ha ha, fucking Eddie, he's he's so weird, he's so fruity or yeah, whatever." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh my god, like my life is ruined. My boyfriend is like a, a, a makes shitty movies and he dresses in my sh- sweaters." Yeah. And then she leaves him. The I think. You know what? The saddest part in the movie for as Ed Wood as a character for me, because I see this more as kind of a bittersweet movie, is he's down on his luck trying to look for money to fund Bride of the Atom or Bride of the Monster. And he goes to this bar and he sees this young lady there who's talking about her money. He just overhears her and then he's like, ooh. I need, I need money, so he just shamelessly goes over to her, and he's like, "How would you like to be in my movie? You could produce, you could help produce it. It will just be thirty thousand dollars." This is one of the du- I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's this fine. is one of the dumbest parts of the movie, and I really doubt this is real. That you don't it, like it? No, because it's a it's a like it's just a lame setup where it's like Edward just assumes this woman has. Sixty thousand dollars or whatever, and never confirms it. And then he's just like, "Hey, can I have the money?" She's like, "No, that's all I have." Like, I is Edward meant to be like mentally challenged? Or well, I well, how he said it, he's like, "How would you like to fund the movie?" And she says, "How much is it?" And he says, "Thirty thousand dollars." And she's like, "Well, that seems reasonable for a." And then he just casts her, like he didn't be like, "Hey, where can we get like a." Like a starting payment. I the point that I'm making for this is that I'm almost certain that is something that has been added to the movie for added drama. I don't know, but I I thought it was I thought that setup was fine because like how she said it, it made it sound like she was gonna be paying for it. So anyways, he rents out this uh set to cast a movie, and then while they're filming, the guy comes in and he says, "All right, where's my money?" And then he's like, uh, I'll get into you in a second. He says, I need now. And he says, okay, cut, because they're filming. And then goes up to the girl in front of everyone. And he's like, okay, so about the money, like, I need it. And she goes, like, I gave you it. And he's like, uh. I need the other 60000 I need the other $30,000. And then she's like, I gave you everything I had. And then they get kicked out. And it's just so un bearable to watch yeah this man beg this woman for money in front of other people oh that was hard to watch yeah you know what edward this <laughs> it is a weirdly it the movie's upbeat in tone but it's weirdly melancholy when you think about edward's life yeah in a big picture because especially because the movie ends because the movie the big climax i guess of the movie is the plan nine premiere and he said this is the movie i'll be I'm remember remember for which is haha because you know the movie was terrible. Yeah, not what he thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> and then in the in the classic, where are they now? Scene. It's like Edward's success eluded Edward for the re- entirety of his career, and he spiraled into alcoholism and died at fifty. And I was like, <laughs> all right, cool, uh, <laughs> great, uh, wow. And uh, it was just not, um, like, I understand the point. I think the general conceit or the general message given with Ed's character is that even if he's not Ed, even if he's not a good filmmaker or a good artist quote unquote yeah is that the art he makes is what he wants to make mm-hmm. and that's what's important um it's just such a strange and that's it's not strange because 
overall it's it's sad but it's it's just interesting to me that they they really wanted to it's just an interesting juxtaposition to me between the tones of the movie where when you think about a big picture it's it's very sad but moment to moment it's a very comedic film Mm -hmm. yeah one little thing that I'm just going to say quickly uh, is I don't like where they now is at the end of movies. It immediately takes me out of the movie and they do it right at the end. And I just get sucked out of the movie because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm watching a movie and not a whole story. I, I want them to put those at the end of the credits, if at all. They will never do that. They won't. Because the th- I think the point is that the whatever... Because okay, the conceit, the the reason they do where are they nines after the credits, is presumably before not the credits. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is presumably not because the studio forces them to, but because what happens after, is is sort of, thematically tied with what happened in their lives, like you know what I mean? Like when they say Kathy never remarried, it's the point that's meant to be said is she loved Edward more than anything. Or when they I sh- know, but it's just so submersive. I don't. I guess. I. I mean, it. It. This one was an awkwardly cut one. I'm trying to think of ones that are done well. Like I saw. Have you seen American Sniper? No. Nope. I like the. I like the. Where are they? N- it's like not really a where are they. N- it's not a where are they now because it's just like oh Chris Kyle got shot and killed, and then here's like some clips of people mourning him, but it was really well cut. Yeah. So it was good and then and american sniper is a very tragic story so mm-hmm. once again a fit but yeah it's like do we need to know where criswell went uh and they do a where are they now for f- bill murray's character and he's not like he's not a main character in this movie at all and the where are they now for him is is a nothing statement they're just yep. like he didn't become a woman and he's living in whatever city and all it's right, like cool all right it's so silly anyway i need to talk about things that i do like because i did like this movie uh, like w- I you said, ta- you know, you said you you said you like the c- uh, cinematography, right? Right. Uh, I like all the humor in the movie. Bella's so funny whenever he's swearing. It's just such an easy joke, but it got me every time. Like, it, like he's what they're d- watching Dracula on the TV, and we see Vampira's character because she would just talk about the movie because they used to do that. They don't really do it anymore. Like late night shows of horror movies on tv with like this host that was spooky and she he <laughs> something like she he just says something about her tits he says or something yeah he's like she's got huge tits or so that's what he says and it's just so funny like i, I don't know i just anytime he swore it was so funny to me yeah no he was it's a great performance by Martin Landau and of course we won the Academy Award for it. Mm-hmm. Uh and yeah, it's a, it's it's a great performance. It's he's got great range as Bella Lugosi and mm-hmm. I mean really the movie really in the same way that, you know, people say the Dark Knight is like Joker is the character to, to yeah, watch for. Yeah. That very much reminds me of that where, you know, if you like Batman, you're gonna like seeing this, but yeah. It's a character study done primarily on a side character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the humor was great. There's one scene where they're shooting a movie. Ed goes up to, I think it was a cameraman, and he's holding up two dresses. And he says, which one should she wear, the one in red or the green? And he's like, I don't know. They're both gray, so 
And he's like, they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm colorblind, so I guess the dark gray one. And it's just, it's just meta. And yeah. I, I didn't laugh out loud, but I, I thought that was so clever. It was it, a haha moment. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really clever and just funny because it's a black and white movie. So he's like, they're both gray. Pick, pick whichever one. Yeah. That was good. There's lots of good, uh, good comedic moments. I don't, I don't know. It's a very, it's like, and above all, this is a very, like, entertaining, like, in the yeah, like, I, I was always having fun watching it. Sorry for interrupting, go ahead. No, yeah, it's it's just a, f- it's a fun movie to watch, um, and it's, I mean, the cliche, it's got, <laughs> as Edward says, it's got romance, it's got adventure, right. it's got everything, uh, so I don't know, it's, I like the film quite a bit. Uh, as a fan of biopics, although I may be a bit biased, mm-hmm. only biopic that I can remember that I don't like is shit Hemian <laughs> and shit city. Right. Actually, there's others that I won't bore you guys with that. <laughs> but yeah, Ed Wood was good, and I'll probably watch it again relatively soon. That's the thing. I'm not going to watch this again. I will. I I don't really have. I don't think there's anything else I can really milk from the movie. I think I've. For me, I watch it once and I think for most people, they'll watch it once and they'll get everything they can from it. That's fair. Yeah. I think I might pick it. I might watch it as a pick me up and then stop before the ending so I don't have to remember the sad stuff that came after. And he he just made porn. And he made porn, which apparently, which they don't really touch. Or did? Uh, oh, he made. They say uh, he made um, monster nudie films. Yeah, I watched. I I looked up his disc or his filmography, and some of the titles for the films are, you can imagine, kind of the the content that you're getting. I think one was like monster orgy. Or something. Nice. Yep. Big Eddie. Oh yeah. Clutch. Yep. I'm going to be watching that one. Make that a quadruple feature here for the late night <laughs> batch. You know what? Scratch everything. We're going full on monster orgy tonight. Okay. <laughs> Glenn or Glenda. All right. I can see why this movie bombed. Uh, don't make biopics about people that aren't huge. Like, people are going to go see biopics about fucking Steve Jobs. But those movies suck. And if they make a Stan Lee one, it will probably go crazy. If they made a Jack Kirby Fuck one, Stan he Lee. wouldn't make any money. Uh, so, yeah, just make movie biopics about people that people care about. If This is for the studio because it's still a good movie, but the studio didn't make, a whole, didn't make uh, money on this one. They didn't make a lot of money. Uh, they probably would have if they put more Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't know if I said this, but I think she does a good job playing his girlfriend as well. She's very stunning in the movie, too. Uh, yeah, we got it, buddy. We got it. I'm just... We got it. Heard you know. loud and clear. Transmission uh, received. She's... Uh, yep. Hey. All right. Close out of that. Stop looking at that trash. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's one joke. I have... If anyone is l- out there and listening... Okay, there's if you could find the answer for this for me because I'm too lazy. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character—they're reading a review for a play that they're in at the beginning, and someone says that she looks like a horse. Now I don't know if this is where the horse joke started with her. I mean, you know what? We'll just see right now. 
Okay, you're gonna, gonna okay. I'm gonna search it and I'm gonna see the origin I, of this. I don't know if that's where it started, or if that was just another meta joke. Uh, I'm not sure which which came first, because you know that's kind of like the classic joke. <laughs> yeah, haha. Sarah Jessica Parker looked like a horse. Yeah, you guys think that's so funny, don't you? Let me see here. Uh, oh Jesus. Apparently, according to this, the origin is, um. From Ed Wood. Okay, there you go. So yeah, that's where it started. Uh, so you Do have I that really have the face of a horse. <laughs> it's just funny seeing that in retrospect now because it's just such a big meme for her. So people just, I don't know. It just seemed meta to me. Sarah Jessica Parker is ugly. You know what? If you think Sarah Jessica Parker is ugly, you can call me at four three one nine nine eight one eight four seven, and we're gonna have a talk. Okay. Um. Anyways, um, do you want to go into wrap? You know, wrap up thoughts and your rating. Yeah. How many bags is this sucker getting? Yeah. Give us your. Give us what you like about the movie, dislike, and let's hear how many bags of popcorn you're giving this sucker. Like this more than you. Only things are there's a f- there's a f- little bit of a pacing issue in the sense that there's like three climaxes in this movie because every time they do a movie. Um, I was like towards the end. I was surprised. I was thinking like I guess they're not doing Plan Nine, but then there's like another forty minutes of the movie right. left until they do Plan Nine. Yeah. Uh, a a couple spotty choices in terms of character work with Bill Murray not needing to be there, and Kathy not being very interesting at all. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I enjoyed the film quite a bit. I think it looks great. I think it's hilarious. The script is very clever. You want me to give this bags out of five? I prefer ten. No, I don't do that. All right, well, I'll just round it up. If I have to give this bags out of five? Yeah. This is a four. This is a four bagger plus a pinup of Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. So you give me an eight out of ten? Yeah. No, I'm giving it a four bags out of five. Eight out of ten. So, okay, that's fair. Um, I'm going to give this movie seven bags of popcorn out of ten with no additional pinups or anything like that. Not even like a Patricia Arquette one? Who's that? Kathy. No. No, that's your ass. Uh, <laughs> what about Vampira? You know I'm going to Vampira pinups, yep. But you didn't even like the lady who played her I in didn't. this movie. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of... Not a lot, but a couple characters I didn't like. Didn't like his second girlfriend. Didn't like uh, Bill Murray's character. I thought they were both useless. Um, I really liked Bella Lugosi a lot. I liked Johnny Depp's performance. I liked how it looked. I thought the pacing was a bit odd as well, but I was pretty much in the movie the entire time. Uh, there were definitely more positives than negatives. Yeah, the, the script was great. All the interactions with characters seemed you know seemed human and when you're making a movie about real people that's what you want um all the humor was there there wasn't any joke that i saw that like i thought land like didn't land or that was flat that didn't really happen um so yeah giving it seven bags of popcorn out of ten for ed wood so three and a half out of five 
Well, he said I couldn't do half, so that's why I jumped on over to... Well, I keep telling you to do things and you don't listen, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter anyway. Oh, whatever. Right? Whatever, man. Yeah, fuck it, as the dude says in the Big Lebowski. Yeah, fuck it, man. Who cares? That's a bummer, man. No, yeah. Fu- who fucking cares? You got a reference in a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That was Ed Wood talking about uh, Eraserhead and Head next week. Get excited. Talking about Atomic Cafe after that. Another piss movie to watch. Oh, boy. It'll be lots of fun. Get excited. You uh, guys seen... Uh, hey, just a question for everyone out there. You guys seen the new... Uh, the new... Uh, what's that movie that came out? Which one? What's the new franchise movie that just came out? Any of them? The new Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, you guys seen the new Star Wars? Call in. Let us know what you think. That movie sucked. Changed me. Nope. Uh, we're gonna go and watch Jenna Marbles' video, giving myself an e-girl makeover. Actually, we're gonna watch Halsey's video. You should be sad. I can't wait for that video. Really? Really? Actually? Yep. Uh, so tune in next week, or you know, or don't. I mean, do it if you have time. Yeah, I don't. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? I'm so tired. And yeah, that was that. Great, great time. Well, I mean, it was a good time, not a great time. I uh, love you lots. Yeah, stay safe out there. Keep it old school. Uh, Keep it on the DL. Drink water. Drink. W- <laughs> drink water. Uh, give your mom a call. Yeah. Shout out to all the moms out there. Shout out to all the moms out there. Shout out to everybody doing their own thing. Shout out to the haters that I love. I love haters. Shout out to the haters. Shout out to everyone who said I wasn't going to make it. This is my hot girl summer. Okay. Shout out to Anthony Fantano giving my beautiful dark twisted fantasy another six out of ten. Oh, he re-reviewed it. Yeah. Was that like as a joke? No, he said like he he said he was taking it seriously because it was like a twenty minute long video, because uh, he hit two million subscribers and everyone has been hounding him for a re-review. So look, Fantano, he's in the shit. He picks up an Animal Collective album. He's like, oh, yeah, I bought this, but I didn't listen to it. Uh, looks cool, though. He listens to... Carly Rae Jepsen. He puts on whatever pop album his girlfriend's listening to, and he goes, eh, I'll give that a 10. Yeah. And that album is a great thing. Get the fuck out of here. This is Animal Collective? What is this? Like, what? <laughs> Animal Collective? <laughs> Gives uh, the new JPEG Mafia album, uh, what was it, like a 7 or something? Yeah, that look. guy's out to lunch. He sh- probably should s- try eating some meat again. And <laughs> just stop eating as much food as he does <laughs> at the moment. Because it's just not a good look for him in any capacity. But, uh, yeah. Uh, this is embarrassing. I... Drink water, uh, take your vitamins if you have any, uh, get off that damn phone. Yeah, get off, uh, hey. You know what, if you're at home today, 
tonight, any day really, and you're thinking to yourself, man, why is everything so dark? Why am I so depressed? So on, because you're on that damn phone. It's because you're on that damn phone. Get off the phone. We'll go outside, drink water, and smile, and you're gonna be happy again. Oh shit! Oh, I can't come out tonight, guys. I have to scroll on the same social media apps for three hours while the TV's on mute. Okay, it's not hard. Don't be sad. It's a choice. Amen. That's it. And some of y'all are making the wrong choice. Yeah, you've been making wrong choices when you go... If you go on Instagram for more than like an hour a day, your dopamine or something is fucked up, man. Fried. You're fried. Chill out. Smoke a J. Don't do that. You look. Look. Okay. You know what? I would rather have people smoke a J than use any social media. Oh, look. My picture got five likes on my face. That's crazy. Stay classy, guys. Don't play Metroid 2 on the Game Boy. It's been your boy, Matt. It's been your boy, Lucas. We out here. Uh... (laughs) Smoking Smoking penises. penises. No homo. Oh, no, I mean it like that. Until next time. Eraserhead. Inbound. And I'll actually care about that review more. You don't care about this review? I do, but I'm just really tired. I'm tired, too. I was sitting at home waiting, you know, till 9. Yeah, and I woke up, went to work, went to, drove a bunch of coworkers to dinner, ate dinner. Yeah. Talk with them for like 40 minutes more than I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Then I had to go pick your ass up. I haven't been home in s- like s- 14 hours. You want to go hang out after? No. <laughs> I don't. And I'm sick of your ass. Of my ass? Yeah. Well, that's rude. Nope. Not really. If they knew how much time we spent together, they'd know. Not that much. Not that much? No. Nah. Too much, man. This is, this shit is weird. <laughs> like, let, me <laughs> let me tell you guys something. We're basically codependent at this point. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Okay, something's gotta change. That's all I gotta say. Gotta get it off that phone. It could be the phone. I don't know. Anyway. Um. Yeah, that's it. Ben, you hit the button. I just, I'm d- like, I'm done. I just want to go home now. Just end it. Okay. I can't. I can't hit the button. Oh, we're on. Just it. click it. All right. So see you later. Uh, stay safe out there. And yeah, click the button now. What? Yeah. Hey, have a good night or morning. Yeah. Hey, and if I don't see you, good afternoon, good <laughs> evening, and good night. Uh, <laughs> I still keep uh, trying to do this. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, bye.